0: Jackson was a little bit creepy, so. Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai and joining me tonight, I just have our czar of source material, John.
1: Go read the manga.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't just say, hey. like you usually do uh so tonight uh I've been looking forward to this for a while because uh just I fucking love everything about it you and I are going to be doing a spoiler cast for one of if not the uh most well-received anime of 2019 Demon Slayer aka uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba now the first thing I want to do is prostrate myself before you and say, I'm sorry. And you were absolutely Mm. right. Yep. Um, Mm. so if if you actually paid attention when we did the, um, the spring 2019 season preview, which is when demon slayer premiered, a lot of us that were on there were poo pooing demon slayer saying that it didn't seem like it was going to be good. The story sounded kind of weird. We didn't think that it was going to be a good adaptation of, a manga we didn't really like the art style very much but i take it all back every single bit of it john mm-hmm. you were right and we were wrong
1: <laughs> damn right i was right the fucking source material how the fuck are you going to tell me
0: <laughs> oh man i feel so i did the exact same thing in 2018 with um Uh, Sells at work. I was shit on it so bad before it started, and I ended up loving it. So to to be fair,
1: though, Demon Slayer's manga is definitely not as good looking as the anime did. Like, I went into the first episode thinking, well, the anime's or the uh, the manga panels were they're drawn well, but it's like it's really hard to imagine how these battle scenes would play out in an anime. You know, Mm. it takes quite a lot of talent and. I was getting honestly PTSD flashbacks to Bleach, uh, where oh god. where they're like doing the fight scenes, and it's like you know you've got these giant panels with like these giant things happening in the in the foreground and background, but it doesn't usually doesn't always translate well, and that's one thing that just watching the first episode, uh, just watching the opening credits of the first episode, blew me the fuck away. I was like, oh my god, Ufotable, you done it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's so
1: good.
0: So you, you say, because I, I have not read the manga at all. I still haven't read the manga. I probably should. Um, But I so you're saying that the manga looked good, but not quite as good as the anime made it look. Well, at the end of each episode,
1: you see manga panels, and that's exactly mm-hmm. how they look. Um, They don't look bad. You know, the, the art style isn't bad. Like uh, Attack on Titan's art style is kind of bad. It's not right. I was
0: going to say does it have like IQ syndrome levels of badness? No,
1: definitely not, but it's like it's like Attack on Titan where it's like there's clearly a style and ambiance trying to be portrayed in the art style mm-hmm. and it just I was just like I don't know how this is going to translate really well because there's not a lot of frames like something like One Punch Man where there's literally frames from the manga flip through really fast and it looks like the fucking anime um this, there's not that many levels of it like one Punch Man has, so I was really worried that it wouldn't be translated well. I did like the story somewhat, and I thought, yeah, this is an alright shonen. Like, I I picked it up, but yeah, the, the anime is just fucking phenomenal, man.
0: Uh, would you say that the, the anime actually improves on the source material, at least in terms of art?
1: Oh, yeah, because, like, the art style still stays the same, but paired with that foldable, like, fluid animation, it just made the panels come to life. Like, that's what the anime is supposed to do, right? It made yeah. the panels come to life. And watching him do, like, um, again, based just on the opening alone, like, when they reveal all the abilities and stuff and how they pace it, it looks so good.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can get, get into this. Um, I, I want to kind of go through this uh, sort of in chronological order with the story. Um, so I want to start out with the opening story arc, um, and so we're introduced to Tanjiro and his family and Nezuko, um, and you get to see, basically, Tanjiro's family get slaughtered, uh, pretty much, uh, and Nezuko gets turned into a demon. By the way, Nezuko, I don't care what happens the rest of this year, best girl of 2019.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I think the first episode was a little bit rushed, in my opinion, but that's how the first... You
0: mean, do you mean the pacing and stuff?
1: Yeah, the pacing was a little bit faster than I would have appreciated. Like, uh, it's. I thought that, too. It it only goes half and, like, ten minutes in before we get to the Slaughterfest, and that's where the story really begins. And mm-hmm. I was worried about that. I was like, mm, the pacing's a little bit fast, but this is, like, a 26-episode show, so maybe they just want to speed through this because it's not that important, like if you just think about it like yeah it's just horrendous when something comes and kills your family right the like the amount yeah. of grief and loss that you feel and then the whole it's a
0: very traumatic event
1: yeah and then having the demon like attack the shrine and you know there's dead bodies and stuff and the dismemberment you're just like this is a fucked situation and like holy shit did i just walk into berserk hello <laughs> um and it's just
0: <laughs> and it, it,
1: it it's very um, moving. You know, it's very impactful of a first scene. Like, hey, welcome to the family. out oh, they're dead. Whoops. <laughs> like, what? Hold on. But I mean, come on. You you go into a, a show that's called Demon Slayer. Like, what do you think this is gonna be fucking about, man? <laughs> like, come on.
0: It's kind of like going into an anime called Goblin Slayer and thinking it's gonna be all hunky-dory.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Goblin Slayer's problem was that it did not show a hint of, like, the terribleness. At least for Uba Blot, um, Berserk, and, and Demon Slayer, they get to the n- the nitty-gritty right away, which yeah. s- kind of sets the mood, like, this is what the show is going to be about. Uh, goblin Slayer does yeah. not do that, because it's like, hey, look at this typical fantasy adventure. ha ha ha, goblin rape. Like, whoa. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> hold on now. <laughs> you just went from slice-of-life fantasy to just horror, like... Wow! Like that? Like whoa, dude.
0: <laughs> I I will say one thing. I thought that the anime did really well in, in that particular scene where Tandro comes back to like the house and sees everyone slaughtered and laid out. Like his like grief and like what the fuck is going on. They captured that really well. They definitely did. But I mean, again, I just we didn't get to know the family very well. So sure, we we yeah, we're... it would have been it would have been nice if it would have been like a double length episode. I think.
1: Yeah, because then we would have been able to get a feel for, like, what does his family really mean to him? And they kind of sprinkle little bits and pieces of, like, his family and his history throughout the show. Yeah. so
0: Especially around episode 19, which we'll get to.
1: And so we kind of get the feel of, like, what his family really meant to him. But, you know, as a first-time viewer of the show, if you know nothing about it going in, you could say, like, well, yeah, that's, this seems like a really lazy way to set up a tragic story, which it is. Uh, at least in Uble Blot and Berserk, they go into the history, like they have flashbacks and they show like what happened in the past. So then we start caring more about it, and it's just yeah. It, going into the first episode, you might just be fifty-fifty on it. Like mm, maybe I watch it, maybe I won't. And it, and it, it, it kind of has that. This is just the bad pacing, in my opinion. That really, yeah. if if I didn't tell you guys, hey, just just trust me. Like give Demon Slayer a shot, please. You'll love it by episode, like, six. You'll understand, like, why it's so good.
0: <laughs> I, I definitely do think it would have been, uh, benefited from being, like, a an hour-long episode, though. So th- you would have had time to get to know the family, and it would have been a bit more of a tragic ending for them when he comes home and he sees them dead and laid out.
1: Exactly. And, you know, as much as I don't like ReZero, the first episode of ReZero is done really well with the hour-long, like, sh- uh, preview of it or whatever. The first episode's, like, an hour long, right?
0: Yeah, and it, although it's, do, it's done in two parts, but yes, it is an hour long. Yeah, it's
1: done in two parts, but it's an hour long. And it's it, it's a really good thing that it's an hour long because it sets up like, here's what happens before, and here we are having to be introduced to like the situation. It didn't just jump yeah. into it right away, which to ReZero's benefit, did it way better than the uh, source material did because it kind of just hits you.
0: Yeah. yeah. I will say that the one thing that ReZero did was just, you just you're instantly transported to the isekai world with no explanation as to why.
1: Yeah, and you don't get to really like hang around the world and get to know things and slowly adjust. Yeah. It, you're kind of just yeah. tossed into it. Oh, hey, you're also like cursed or whatever.
0: Yeah, like and then of course you go you go right from this, and you know he comes back and Nezuko has been turned into a demon, and he's like, oh god, I gotta save her, and you know. You find out that Tanjiro just has this heart of gold and he can't bring himself to actually kill Nezuko because Nezuko's his sister. Um, and he ends up running into uh, Gyu, who becomes a bigger character later on in the story, who's fucking awesome, by the way. Um, God, and they bully him so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's like so
1: deadpan all the time.
0: I also love the fact that in the uh recently airing uh English dub, he's voiced by Johnny Young Bosch, who's doing a really good job with a role, I'd like to say. Um I haven't yeah, he meets he meets he meets Gyu and uh Gyu tells him, Hey, uh well he takes pity on Nezuko because he's going to try and kill her. Uh but he actually sees that she's trying to protect Tanjiro and she's not like a normal demon. Um so he says, hey, go go see this dude named, Uro- I, I always fuck up his name, Uroko Daki. Uh, Uroko,
1: and, Uroko Daki-san,
0: yeah. Uroko Daki. Um, and go be trained by him. Um, I would like to say one thing that the, the first episode kind of also sets up is the fact that demons in this world kind of work in the same way a traditional zombie does. Kind um, of, I mean. Can, so it's, it's like blood that gets into the to people that, makes them turn into zombies they're allergic to the sun <laughs> zombies aren't allergic to the sun that's vampires
1: <laughs> but I,
0: those uh, early zombies were kind of uh, with the sun but mm,
1: i mean literally I, I could go on about zombies and luce zombie and anyway so i'm not going to go into that um one part you did miss was the the first battle sequence okay air quotes oh yeah with um gyu and tanjiro like it sets Tanjiro up as, like, he's supposed to be just some typical, like, village kid. Country bumpkin. Country bumpkin village guy. But, like, the lanes that he goes to protect his family, it shows his heart of gold. It shows his determination. And that, mm-hmm. combined with the fact that Nezuko won't attack uh, Giyu, is, like, it shows, like, there's some promise in these kids. And that's kind of what shifts mm-hmm. his opinion of, like, maybe if it's them, they could do something about the situation. And yeah. it's actually but, and it, it shows also how it, creative and you know this the will of fire, so to speak, that <laughs> Tanjiro contains.
0: Um it's also it's also worth noting it's uh like when when they meet Gyu, it's like it, it sets up this concept where the demon slayers are like their first instinct when they come across a demon is to just kill it. And it's like so few people have ever considered, well, what if we could change them back?
1: <laughs> well, And the reason for that is because we learn later, like, uh, the the force that Giyu is a part of, we learn, like, in this world of these demon slayers, they know that no good could come from letting a demon live longer. Because, Mm. as is explained by the demon in the first episode, the more humans they kill, the stronger they become. Mm -hmm. And that's just a bad recipe. Like, even if this demon, like, doesn't want to attack you, if it does attack you, like, it smells blood it will want to feed and it's kind of like you were saying like they're basic zombies where it's like they smell blood and they need to feed
0: yeah constantly
1: and then um Um, yeah so after the first episode we get introduced to a training arc to the training arc and i have a lot to say about this training arc um
0: oh go ahead i won't stop you
1: i i don't like training arcs that much Um, I don't like it when they yada yada over a lot of things which is kind of what they do with the training arc like I understand that the training happens in like two or three chapters it's not very long but it's just like I, I I just don't like it and it's like they give us the the basis of like the training that Tanjiro has to go through and we see him like Suddenly, like, not suddenly, but he steadily, like, understands the training and he's honing his senses and abilities, and that's cool, Mm -hmm. but the problem is, like, they repeated a bunch of the training and just sped it up, like, Tanjiro just speeds up through it, and we have a little bit of inner monologuing from him. And it's just your very typical like boring training art. and
0: a little bit. You have a lot of monologuing from Tanjiro in the la- in like the next two or three episodes. Yeah,
1: and that's kind of like why I was like, "Uh, the pacing seems a little off because you kind of sped through the front, and now you're kind of slowing the fuck down."
0: Like what? And yeah, I will say that that's that's a constant throughout Demon Slayer is that the pacing is is never constant. That the constant is the pacing is not constant. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, one of my actual
1: like gripes with the series right now it's just the pacing and mm. it just doesn't feel very good because why are you kind of speeding through the uh training with urokodaki but then you slow the fuck down whenever it comes to the challenges and like it's kind of i like that though because I, I i i like to see the training like either you you fucking just do a two-year arc skip or you just don't do it or you just like show me all of it you know what i'm saying like don't mm-hmm. don't give me half and half. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, um, I'd also like to say that what he's being taught is a breathing technique called total concentration, which seems suspiciously similar to Hamon from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. Um, especially when he, especially when the first thing he's being tasked to do with this technique is to break a rock in half.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> see. That's another problem because in the manga, they, they go into the backstory a little bit more when he's breaking the rock about the uh, the spirits, right, before the um, mm-hmm. final selection the It's, it's selection two starts. former students. Yeah, it's the two former students. And it kind of segues really well into, in the anime at least, into the final selection, and then they do backtrack a little and like kind of connect the dots like, oh, these two kids are just ghosts of the former disciples who failed the final selection, which works well in the anime, in the flow. But in the context mm. of someone who's a source reader, like it was kind of just like mm, you kind of skipped a part there, and then they backtracked and did it. And I was like, mm, I, I guess it's okay. Like it kind of flows better like that in the anime because they already skipped some stuff in the beginning anyway. So I guess it's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: But the final selection was. Say, um... Oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah. The, fi- the final. I was gonna say the final selection, like the two episodes where they're in the where he's in the final selection, are really well done. I think.
1: Yeah, because it's it doesn't just show like tanjiro showing off his overpowered skills like he's actually he's using the techniques that he's learned and honed but he's also still having difficulty because it's like he hasn't mastered this completely but he has the starting Mm -hmm. tools and you know as we've seen from episode one tanjiro is a fighter and he has his wits about him and he's always constantly thinking what can i do and it's not just like a burst of strength here or there where he can just overcome it through sheer power of will which is good, you know, (laughs) like it shows he has limitations and no matter how hard you try, you can still be bested. And it isn't until he like, you know, when he finally is able to cut the boulder and he understands how everything works, it's because he's learning as he's fighting and he's adapting, which shows that, you know, again, based on the first episode, he's resourceful. He adapts really well. And it shows that he has what it takes to become a Demon Slayer because this is a type of situation where when you're faced against demons who either have 80 kills or over a hundred kills they greatly fluctuate in their abilities and how strong they are like the the monster that he fights in the final selection the demon is just a
0: the hand demon yeah. he's just a
1: hand demon and he's very confident in the fact that i can block any skill you have because you're just trainees that's why he's lived in the mountain so long and he's been able to stay away from the hashira that are supposed to hunt down those overpowered monsters. Because he can use he eats other demons as well and he can use their abilities to mask his own. So that's how he's yeah. gotten so strong and devoured so many children and he shouldn't be in there. And it's a great like first it's... obstacle for Tanjiro to test his metal.
0: Yeah, and it's also worth mentioning that the the hand demon is the one that uh killed Orokodaki's former two students, the ones that he's he meets when he's training. Yeah. And trying to slice the stone in half.
1: Yeah, and like, it all comes full circle, and that's just the first, like, I guess that's technically the second demon he has to fight, because the first one was the one yeah. against Nezuko and him, but...
0: Yeah, Giyu shows up. Yeah, and then
1: Giyu just shows up and does it anyway. But it's like, uh, it's really smart, you know, as a placement yeah. for the first trial that he faces on his way to becoming a demon slayer, which makes the final selection mm-hmm. arc really good, and then we also get to see, like, other people around there who like don't have the medal, and how selfless Tanjiro is. Cause even there, during the final selection where it's about just you surviving the night, like you don't have to help the other selection people because you helping them doesn't help you win. Like, yeah, get selected. Like, you
0: can end up being killed by helping someone else. Exactly.
1: And that's what one of the guys that the Tanjiro saves is like, fuck that. Like if I help them, I'm going to die. Like who cares if they die? Yeah. That means they weren't good and enough. Then he
0: runs off and gets killed. Yeah, then he
1: runs off and gets <laughs> killed. And I'm like, yes, instant karma. That's what you get. But it also shows, like, it doesn't just take strength. It also takes, like, a, t- a certain mentality to survive the final selection, which is why it's so hard to get apprentices.
0: Yeah. I mean, it also kind of help, or does not help by the fact that if you fail, you die. You can't retake the test.
1: Yeah, that's true. The only way to fail is to die.
0: <laughs> um, I was, um,. I was going to say something else about the final selection. Oh, so something else that happens during the final selection, and this is also going into uh, Tanjiro's, like, personality. Um, While he's trying to face this hand demon, he's also, like, in the back of his mind, he's like, I still got to help Nezuko. I still got to help Nezuko. So he's actually asking this demon, hey, I know I'm trying to kill you, but do you know of any way to turn a demon back into a human?
1: Yeah. He starts to try to get breadcrumbs and kind of sets off, like, the The actual story, <laughs> like the mm-hmm. the main goal of um, Tanjiro is, I need to figure out how to turn Nezuko back into a human, and yeah. he's just. That, like, I mean,
0: that, that, that's what I was gonna I was gonna lead into. So he obviously he passes the final selection. He becomes a demon slayer. He gets all of his equipment and shiny sword, which turns black, which is apparently not a good thing. If your sword turns black, well, it's not a It's supposed to be like a bad omen. It's a, so
1: they explain that with the swords when a user grabs the swords the color changes based on their attribute and as we've seen with the demon slayers each one has like a certain art so to speak right but Mm -hmm. meaning you don't have an uh, a color to your sword means that you don't have an art which is bad because you know all the techniques are centered around arts like there's the butterfly with the poisons there's fire wind water water, lightning. lightning shit like that So, if you're a Demon Slayer who doesn't have an art, it's kind of a bad thing, because it means you don't have the special skills to put you in the next level to fight the super badass, like, 12 Kizuki or some shit.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I I was gonna say two things about this opening arc, because that is pretty much how this, the the opening arc ends, with him, uh, passing the final selection and becoming a Demon Slayer, getting his fucking, that fucking crow. Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) Um, uh, so two things uh in the course of the this ep- these episodes which i believe it is six oh. no five episodes yeah. five, the first five episodes which is you know uh, Nezuko turning into a demon and the final training and the final selection um two years pass mm-hmm. that is a long time to a long span of time to go over five episodes um i got to be honest with you it did not feel like two years passed after the end of this arc, yeah, because like for me, so like
1: I believe it was six months was how long he trained before mm-hmm. the uh, final selection happens. I want to say six months. It might have been a year. I don't it's, remember. It's that.
0: roughly. I think. I think it's six months. Six or seven months. Something like that.
1: Yeah, but it's like that's what I mean by the the opening arc of this of the show was kind of weirdly paced because it's like. Everything in episode one happens in the span of a day. Everything that happens in episode two and three happens in the span of a couple months. And then...
0: And then four and five is like a year and a half.
1: Yeah, and then... Well, after the selection is like a year and a half, yeah. And it's kind of yeah. just like, what what happened during all this time? Like, we're supposed to understand, like, well, Tanjiro made it back from the selection and now he's just training with Urukodaki, doing the same stuff that Urukodaki's doing. But it's like, I kind of don't like it because it leaves room for like, oh, well he learned a secret art while he was learning with Urukadaki during that time skip that we didn't let you see. Show me that. <laughs> like what? No, you can't do that. You you can't show me he learned a hidden art. Like, no, it's bullshit.
0: Yeah. So that, that leads me into my second question about it. Do you think this was the best way the story could have been opened up?
1: Honestly, I'm going to say yes. And the reason being is because the first two years, nothing of interest really happens anyway. And, Luckily for us, at least for now, because I don't know, um, he didn't learn any special hidden moves during the first two years, and he's just been steadily improving, and that's one of Tanjiro's, like, things that he does. He Even if he's not the strongest, the fastest, he'll steadily try to improve himself to overcome his obstacles, and that's a good thing,
0: Yeah, but it's just not established...
1: Uh. Early on, that he's like that. It it's, it gets established later on in the series that that's just how he is. So we didn't miss much anyway. But yeah, it's kind of hard uh, to say. I'm,
0: I I definitely agree with you. I think this. I I don't really. I can't conceive of any way that the story could have been opened up any better than it already was. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that it it's good in the sense that, uh, by the end of it. Tanjiro has a very clear definable goal, which I think is what you want by the end of any opening story arc in any shonen. You need a clear definable goal that's gonna lead you to the to an actual end to the story. Yeah. Just like, you know, in Naruto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the the goal in Naruto is to become Hokage, and this is not a Naruto spoiler cast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's to become Hokage and, you know, friendship is power and whatnot. Bonds, Kizus. And-
0: and then eventually it's to get Sasuke back. <laughs> oh,
1: that's kind of where, like, there's a problem of run long-running shonen. The The goal becomes obscured, and there's a lot of fillers and side stories, and you're kind of just like, uh, what happened to the original thing? Were you going to become Pirate King, Luffy? It's kind of yeah. been like 957 chapters, and you're still not Pirate King? What? Not even close to becoming Pirate King? You could have gone around the
0: entire fucking ocean by now.
1: And um, that's why I feel like uh, Demon Slayer, it it was a good way to start it off because we didn't miss anything important anyway and all the vital information was given to us.
0: Yeah. Um, I think this, in addition to what happens immediately following this opening story arc, is the best possible way I think this could have gone. And speaking of which, we actually get to meet the, uh, the main villain of this entire story in the next uh, story arc and we get to meet... Muzan Kibutsuji, and we cannot go any further without saying, yes, he looks exactly like Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. A little and bit. And not only that, does he look like him, he fucking dresses like him too.
1: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
0: I feel like I feel like someone needs to just make an AMV. Someone probably already has, I just ed, don't know that.
1: Yes, if no one understood that, Muzan, when you first meet him, dresses like a smooth criminal. <laughs>
0: He's wearing almost the exact outfit that Michael Jackson wears in the music video for Smooth Criminal.
1: Yeah, the white suit. And
0: he even has the Jerry curl's, dude, the curls. He does. He even has the Jerry curls. It, it it's it's amazing. I I feel like I I feel like this has to be intentional on the part of the Mangaka.
1: Maybe. I don't know. See, the, the Mangaka is not like um the creator of JoJo's where he steals stuff from real life and puts them in the story. <laughs> um I just feel like that was just the design. He was like, you know what? This feels like a creepy, sinister guy. So we're gonna go with it. I don't think it had well, any. Michael
0: Jackson was a little bit creepy. So I guess it's hey, a good hey, job.
1: Nothing was proven.
0: <laughs> oh boy, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna move on from that one. Um, so when we first meet him, like this is this is like the progenitor of of demons, and he's like just living as a family man.
1: Yeah, so we learned from Urukodaki that all demons come from one guy, and his name is Muzan Kibutsuji. and The proto-demon. The proto-demon. And um, when we first meet him, like, Tanjiro, one of Tanjiro's secret skills that's kind of not really a secret skill because it's not really used. It's kind of used, but kind of forgotten uh, after. It's, like the, it's, ar- it's yin- used
0: for plot convenience, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's just
1: used for plot convenience, but he can smell really well, right? And he smells, Uh, he knows what Muzan smells like. So he finds Muzan in this middle of this, like, really well-lit, um, industrialized city in Japan. Asakusa,
0: I believe, is what it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, I don't
1: remember the city's name, but he finds him there, and he's, like, shocked. He's like, wow, there's so many people here. And he's like, oh, my God, there's, like, so many people rushing everywhere, and there's lights. Like, wow, it's crazy. Then out of nowhere, like, yeah. he smells Muzan. He's like... That's the yeah. demon Which, scent.
0: That, that that his reaction to the city itself is another great reinforcement of the fact that he's a country bumpkin. Yeah.
1: and it kind of establishes like where they are in a timeline. Like, sure, there there's still like villagers outside that don't have electricity and stuff like that, but in the main cities they have electricity and stuff. So it seems like it's a modern world. It's not necessarily like yeah. back in the 1400s or something.
0: Now, it's, it's, I think it's supposed to be set in around the turn of the 20th century, and I think uh, the reason I say that is because I read somewhere that, like, electricity wasn't pervasive in Japan until, like, the mid-30s. Okay.
1: Yeah, and that, that kind of establishes a good timeline for us, just for a little, like, backstory sake, which I love. I love world-building. But um, when we first meet Muzan, we think, you're like, oh, shit, this is, like, the progenitor of all demons. Like, he's going to be this super sick, badass dude. And you meet him, and he's just, like, a regular guy. And he has a wife and a kid. And he's like, I'm sorry, who are you? And Tanjiro's like, what the fuck? Like, this is just a regular-ass looking dude. Like, he doesn't look like a demon, but he definitely smells like a demon. Like, what's going on?
0: And then it's like, it's I, I swear, I, it's it's just like in part five of jojo's where it's like (laughs) tastes like a liar (laughs)
1: and you know the word Tanjiro's just kind of shocked and like are you Muzan Kibitsuji? and then Muzan like realized like oh shit this kid knows who the fuck I am And, and he has that little glint in his eyes and then his wife is like uh what are you talking about dear like what is this kid saying and then Muzan's like, oh, I don't know, like, I don't know who this kid is, and I don't know who who Muzan is, sorry kid, I think you've got the wrong guy, and then Tanjiro's like, uh, uh no, you, you definitely smell like Muzan, like, and then Muzan realizes, like, oh shit, he actually might expose me in the middle of all these people, so he does a little sneaky sneak and stabs a dude in the neck and turns him into a fucking demon in the middle of the city, because he's like, alright kid, uh, well there's an emergency, I'm out. And then Tanjiro's like, fuck. I'm going to make my clever getaway. Yeah, and then Tanjiro's like, fuck, like, I get away from that guy. He's a demon. And then these people in the city are like, demon? What the fuck are you talking about, you country bumpkin? Like, what the fuck's a demon? Like, my husband's been attacked. Like, we need some help. And then the husband starts turning into a demon and starts attacking people. And the police are like, whoa, what the fuck? This guy's crazy, dude. Like, what the shit? And then in amidst this chaos, Muzan just fucking dips, you know? And Tanjiro's mm-hmm. confused because he's like, I don't know what's happening. Like, do they not know what demons are? And he's kind of just like, well, fuck all that. Like this guy's a demon and you know, I got to fucking go and there's too many people. So I can't pull out my sword. And then we get introduced to the next characters who help like deepen the story about demons. And it's a really good yeah, like uh, transition.
0: It is. Uh, you get you, He meets uh, Tamayo and uh, Yushiro. Uh, so Tamayo is a former, uh, I guess you could say a former demon. She still is a demon. Um, but she's gotten away, and she used to, like, be under the spell of Muzan, uh, but she was able to, like, steal herself away from it, um, and she, she, she's the one that kind of puts it into Tanjiro's head that there's definitely a way that it can actually be done to turn a demon back into a human being, like, a full-fledged human being, but it's not something to be done lightly. Yeah, because...
1: We're introduced to Tamiyo and um, whatever that fucking guy's name is—I don't remember his name. Yushio. Yeah, I don't really care.
0: <laughs> the one is always going, "Don't touch her."
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like a comedic bit between Tanjiro and the um, the assistant to Tamiyo. but it's just more world building, and we learn like, yeah, she knows about Muzan. She knows that his blood can turn people, and she's a scientist. You know, she's like, "I'm a doctor. I've I help people out, and I move." from places from time to time but i'm trying to break muzan's curse because it's not just the blood that turns you into a demon there's a curse associated with it so we get more backstory mm. during this part of the anime which is great i liked it you know i yeah and it also shows like there is a light to the end of the goal like it is possible for um nezuko to be turned back to human which was you know the starting goal of the first episode
0: yeah, I mean, prior to this, he's just, like, wandering aimlessly, like, okay, there's got to be... I don't know if there's a way, but there, surely there's got to be a way. Now he knows there's definitely a way to do it. He, it's just, it requires the blood of demons. Yeah, and... Of powerful demons, prior, specifically demons known as the 12 Kizuki. And, and
1: prior to this, all we know is, like, all Tanjiro knows is, well, the answer has to lie with Muzan, the progenitor of all demons, and that's all he has to go on. Mm-hmm. And as we learn, like, Muzan's, like, head honcho number one man he's the Hefe, you know like mm-hmm. he's the big boss and <laughs> a fucking starting out protagonist fighting against the big boss like what the fuck dude <laughs> that
0: ain't gonna happen and then what what what's what's immediately proceed or proceeds this is one of the one of the first like fight like fights of of uh the first fight that tanjiro has to do where he's actually a demon slayer yeah now it's actually the second fight but we kind of skipped over the first fight because it's you know whatever um uh but it's uh two of the 12 kizuki are sent by muzan to actually take down tanjiro and uh nezuko and tamayo and yushiro in their little hidey hole that they're hiding in um that fight my god um that was when I realized that I, I. Well, I think it's when I started to realize that I was watching something that was kind of special because the animation in that fight, the choreography was. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> it never stopped for for two and a half straight episodes. It never stopped.
1: And it was really good. Like we get to when we the first fight that Tanjiro faces is about this demon who snatches girls and likes to eat them before they turn sixteen because they taste better or whatever. And we see that they have the power to, like, dive into the shadow realm or some shit, like, watery shadow realm. Yeah. And it just—that th- episode really just establishes, like, is a full-fledged demon slayer, and also Nezuko is—she uh, can help and fight. Like, that's what it establishes, yeah. that she's not just a—
0: She just kicks down the door, and it's like, nah, bitch, yeah. this ain't happening on she's my wife. She's fucking life.
1: yoked, dude. And, uh, on, but on the second fight, when was fighting against Stand Arrow and um, Rolling Balls— <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it's not fucking stand arrows, dude. It's
0: hey, fucking stand arrows. Oh Alright, so the two main There's so many allusions to Jojo's in this. We we
1: we've got the two uh new baddies after Tanjiro's life, and it's one dude who shoots literal stand arrows and contorts things with his stand arrows, and also uh this girl who plays with those the bouncy balls that have bells in them. I'm not sure I don't remember Tamari. Tamari. She plays with Tamari. And um it establishes like that these two main baddies want Muzan's approval. Like, they're here because they found Tanjiro, and they're like, oh, yeah, Muzan's going to promote us, and we want his approval.
0: <laughs> they keep monologuing, like, Sasuke, Muzan, Sasuke. Yeah,
1: and so then they start fighting, and it's just a really cool battle, a sequence of battles, because you can see how Tanjiro starts to think more and incorporates all of this new skills that he learned, because at this point, he's learned from Urokodaki uh, the the water form or the water breathing techniques. And they're, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I told you like they're animated so beautifully, just like in the opening where he does the slash and the water dragon comes out. And I was just like, all the water effects look really cool. Like it's not, it's funny because it's an effect where they literally go to a different type of art style and they just kind of paste it over the anime, but it looks really good.
0: Mm -hmm. It does. I like, uh, I could watch that forever just that sequence where he does the the water breathing it's like yeah, oh, like when he does the, just give me more of this he does please. like the
1: water uh, yeah water wheel and uh i don't remember the other technique names but it looks
0: so cool <laughs> they all look cool no matter which one he's doing and they all have like a they they have a base look but they all have this somewhat unique way in which they're portrayed and it's really well done
1: and um so after the battle is done and tanjiro has slain his enemies uh, one thing I really think that Demon Slayer does really well is they show how how much of a golden heart Tanjiro has because after he hmm. kills uh, after Stand Arrow dies and whatever, right? <laughs> Who cares about Stand Arrow? But uh, the girl with the uh, was it Tamar- Tamari balls? Tamari balls. Yeah, the Tamari balls. When he kills her, you get a little glimpse into like her regret and like she was she was given the power, but all she ever wanted was to play Tamari with someone. Like she wanted to not be lonely. And uh, she's like, where's my Tamari? Like, I want my Tamari. Will you play with me? And then Tanjiro looks at her with empathetic eyes and rolls it to her and gives it to her and puts it in her hand. And he hopes she's at rest now. And this is a beautiful scene because uh, prior to this, we he's only done that to... Um, the only emotion we really got from the demons was the first one that gets killed who's like, oh, I don't want to die. But the other two that he kills are kind of just like evil pieces of shit. They're like, no regret, that they killed a billion kids. Mm -hmm. But this is the first glimpse into, like, the regrets Mm -hmm. that some of these demons have. And after we meet Tamayo and learn that she's a demon, and we learn that actually not all demons are bad, it it shows the depth of, like, well, when they—the curse, how strong it is, how it affects them, Mm -hmm. how it can warp, like, what they originally wanted. Like, maybe they were just in a bad situation where they didn't want to die, and they were given a second chance by Muzan, but then due to Muzan's curse and the blood changing their physiology, they went crazy, and that's what you see. It's like this girl was just someone who wanted to live and just play with someone, but she got corrupted yeah. to such an extent, which is really good. Like it shows a lot. There's a lot more to uncover, which is what
0: I love. It's the and it's also it's also a great way to portray the power of regret. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's oh god, I could uh, fucking Demon Slayer. <laughs> Demon Slayer is good. Go watch um, it. So, Something, yeah, if you've gotten this far, I hope you have watched it. Um, So something we actually did learn at the very end of this fight, um, while these two demons that attacked them did want to be 12 Kizuki, and that's why they wanted Muzan's approval, they weren't. One of the things we find out is that if a demon is a member of the 12 Kizuki, they have their number ranks engraved onto their eyeballs, which seems very painful. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So even though these demons were insanely powerful and it took two and a half episodes for him to actually fight and defeat them. um, We find out that if he actually faces the 12 Kizuki, he's in for a long Mm slog and that's why he needs to constantly improve himself.
1: Yeah. And it's like (laughs) when he first fights the first, you know, we've got the, the first demon who attacked his family. We've got the second hand demon, and then we have the, mm. the water demon. They all get pretty, they get bodied pretty easily, like, kind of mm. thinking, because they're, they're apparently not that strong. Because the two demons that Tanjiro fights right now with Tamayo in them, they're mm. way stronger. And it's you learn, like, they're the reason demons get stronger is because they kill people. So it's like, well, now we're introduced to this new 12 Kizuki. There's 12 ranks of, like, the upper ranks mm. and the lower ranks. And it's like, oh, man. How unfathomable is it that these ones who aren't even ranked are this strong? Like they can literally tear yeah. them up in two seconds, and the only reason they lose is because they were careless.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's a great setup, um, especially a great setup for what comes next. I would like to point out we're forty minutes in and we're not even to episode twelve. <laughs> it's there's so much to unpack in Demon Slayer, man. I know there but, is. But uh, yeah, um, let's let's we get we get to meet we get to meet. Um, <laughs> We get to meet Zenitsu and Inusuke next. Uh, Inosuke, one of the best boys ever. So
1: originally when <laughs> Zenitsu is introduced, he's this sniveling like ball of fucking hate. Everyone hates him. He's annoying. And we all know where this is going. Like, oh, he's just going to be one of those like annoying side characters that like just talks a bunch of shit and can't do anything and always needs to be rescued. And we're just like, you know, we just fucking hate him. Right. He's
0: going to be the damsel in distress. Yeah. He's, going be, he's going to be Demon Slayer Sakura.
1: And it's just like, ugh. And then we also meet Inosuke, like, literally, I think it was in the same episode, right? Or maybe the next episode. Uh, it, was the, it was the following yeah, the episode. In the following episode, we meet the second sidekick, which is, you know what? It's not fair to call them sidekicks. They're Tanjiro's friends. <laughs> they're not <laughs> sidekicks. They're friends. And uh, we meet Inosuke, who's just this, like, super buff dude wearing a boar's hat who's just like, I need to kill demons. I'm the strongest. And you're kind of like, oh, all right, so we got the crybaby, and then we got the muscle head, and it's kind of just like, ugh, you know. I I wasn't excited when I first saw them. Do you believe this shit, Gumpa <laughs> I I really—
0: I love the fact that Inusuke can't remember anyone's name.
1: Yeah, and I, I really believe that when they were first introduced, they were just going to be, like, um, comic relief characters. Kind of just there to... I,
0: I was honest, the way they were introduced, I I just thought they were going to be characters in this arc. I didn't think they'd become main characters. Well, one thing Demon
1: Slayer does really poorly is that they show you all the elements of the entire 26 episodes in the fucking opening. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't want to comment on that when I first saw the opening because I was like, oh my God, they're going to show every single thing that happens and it's all in this, in this minute and 30 second clip. Like, Fuck! I hate it when that happens, but I was like, "Whatever, no one's gonna no- get it until they watch it anyway." So, yeah, and then he fights the um, Tanjiro meets the new demon, and he's apparently an ex Kizuki, and yeah. he has these little a banished. yeah, a banished Kizuki, and he's hella buff, like he's fucking strong. And it kind of just like uh, yeah. we this episode really sticks out because it kind of just shows like um, you get to see how Zenitsu and Inosuke fight. Inosuke is kind of just like mm. a wild boar, just like the hat that he wears, and he's kind of just a wild child from the mountain.
0: Charges in head down, yeah, uh, sword drawn. But we see
1: like he actually has very fast reflexes. He's very strong, and then we also see Zenitsu like he's just a coward, he's a crybaby. But later on in the episode, when he gets knocked out and he doesn't have to think about being scared, he's actually hella strong. Mm. Like he has this fucking Ei technique where it's just like flashes of lightning and shit. And you're just like, whoa, what the fuck just happened here? And It's just like, yeah, this is uh, and then you know, we get a little backstory about Zenitsu and a little backstory about Inosuke, just not even we don't even get backstory for Inosuke, we just see a little bit of their characters. And then, once eventually the demon's defeated, we see more of the demon. Like, we learn, like, the demon he was yeah. an ex rider and he was never good and he had a feral body and he was dying. And Muzan somehow found him and seeked him out and turned him to a, a demon because mm-hmm. the guy just wanted approval of someone. And it shows like again, more character depth of, like, the type of people that Muzan approaches are people who are weak and dying and people... And desperate. And, desperate. and it seems like he's doing this very form- formulaically because it looks like he's trying to build an army, but for what? But then the way that Tanjiro, like, is doesn't step on the guy's papers, it uh, it nudges back the humanity that was inside the demon, and he's, that's when tr- what triggers the flashback of, like, I just wanted someone... To approve of my writing and tell me that I was good, that I was important. And Tanjiro was like, Yeah, they seem like they were important to you, so that's why he didn't want to step on them. And it's like in the middle of battle against an ex Kizuki, Tanjiro has such a heart of gold, and it's so good. It's like <laughs> you could call that like the naivety of freaking main characters, and he survived because of plot armor, but it's because it has this show has levels, you know, there's more to it than meets the yeah. eye.
0: Yeah. I'd also like to point out that this fight with, um, what's known as the Suzumi demon. Uh, his name is Kyogai, by the way. Um, was really well animated as well. And it's... it it's. A, I, I honestly... You may disagree with me, John. But I thought it was a great use of CGI. <laughs> because the, the, the crux of this fight is that um, he's able to just bang on these drums and completely flip the orientation of the room that they're standing in. And that... That 3D movement in 2D space, I thought was really well done in this fight.
1: Yeah, I I thought the CGI. As much as I don't like the CGI that's in the show, I thought for the um for the shifting in the room, it was done really well. Because mm. you know you mm-hmm. need to move a 3D object in a 2D realm, like it's hard
0: to do. Yeah. Oh, and to do it convincingly. I also the 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 parts where they fall through doors and they fall into another room, that was like amazingly well done because that that seems like it'd be so easy to fuck up, especially when you do it as a tracking shot. Yeah. It just seems like it's so easy to fuck up, and they didn't. I thought it looked really, really good. It was very fluid, it was very just it, it just popped. And it just beat the shit out of Tantra. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, uh, right after this,
1: they kind of, again, the pacing in this show is kind of bad. Uh, so right after this action packed <laughs> oriented ex-Kizuki fight.
0: Oh, before you move on, I have to mention that this quickly, the scene where, uh, Inusuke's mask falls off and it's actually revealed what he, his face looks like. And, <laughs> and Sinitsu says, you're a girl. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, bitch. He has been wearing. He's not been wearing his shirt this whole time, and he doesn't have tits. What do you think?
1: Yeah, and yeah, we get to see that Inosuke is actually a very beautiful man.
0: He's got like a beachy face, but he's like, and
1: kind of you know, again, a little bit more character. Like, obviously, why he's trying to be super manly and the strongest and the toughest around is because he's probably been made fun of his entire life about looking like a girl because he looks so pretty.
0: I will say those highlights he has he has in his hair are very nice. Oh
1: yeah, the little blue on the end, the blue highlights. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's also really cool how they color code every character, like what their ability is is tied to what colors they wear and what color their hair is.
0: <clears throat> yeah,
1: as we learn later on when we find more characters, it's kind of funny to me. But um, yeah, yeah. But after this, the the pacing of the show goes and takes a shit again. Because now it's the
0: it's, it comes to a grinding a halt for a full episode. Yeah, because
1: it's like now they got to focus on recovery, and we get to learn more about the characters. And you, all you really learn is like Zenitsu is a fucking baby. Like, God, he's so annoying. And Inosuke is just a fucking brainhead idiot. And you're just like, ugh, I don't like these side characters. That's how I felt when I was reading it, and also how I felt when I was watching it. Even though I know it gets better, I was just like, ugh, like ugh. If I was an anime only, this alone would me- make me want to fucking
0: quit watching because they're so annoying. So I, I I don't usually pay attention to to Crunchyroll like comments and stuff that are on episodes, even though you can do it. Um, and this you know being that this aired on Crunchyroll, and um, I will notice that wait, I noticed while I was uh, watching this, I did kind of peek down there from time to time, and when Inosuke and uh, Zenitsu were first introduced people are like who are these new characters they're kind of throwing this whole show off and I don't really like this and then like after two or three episodes of them in there I saw a lot of people was like they better get better really quick or I'm dropping the show yeah
1: exactly and and to answer the question are these two characters good sidekicks for Tanjiro no because they're annoying <laughs> however however it's fucking brilliant because when you when they meet this early on, they start to grow on each other and you can see that and they become mm-hmm. better. So it's also kind of good because it's not kind of just shoehorned in. Like these characters are obviously just here for comic relief or they're here for, to, to move the plot somewhere. Right. Which is something I did yeah. complain about on our, um whatever that cast was, the gripes cast.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Pet peeves
1: podcast. And <laughs> it's annoying. And I realize now, like it's annoying when they do this, but it does get better. I promise you, the characters get better.
0: You have to get through the initial queasiness to actually figure out why they're good characters. Yeah,
1: but this plays on to the fact that, you know, they obviously wanted this show to be long running. So that's why they introduced mm-hmm. or even the um the mangaka, when he introduces the side characters, he obviously wants them to be a part of the story and he knew he- actually I don't know the gender. They knew. The uh, they knew that <laughs> I think it's I
0: think that the manga is a
1: male. I'm just gonna go with the gender neutral because I don't know. Um, <laughs> they knew that these characters were gonna be around for good, and they wanted to introduce them as like early on into Tanjiro's career as a demon slayer. So that way, when they have their own trials and tribulations, like they'll actually be a crux in the story where their development and his development clashes, and there's gonna be more options available. It wasn't just shoehorned in for the sake of it, which is great unlike something else that yeah. happens later on that I don't like where they shoehorn a love interest and <laughs> anyway we're going to move on to the next arc cuz <laughs>
0: okay yeah i i will say one thing about the like the breather episode that happens in between these two arcs um the i guess like a mini rehabilitation arc is it 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 shows that these characters aren't invincible and there isn't like magic, like chakra can't magically heal your bo- broken yeah. bones.
1: You got like cracked ribs and shit and you can't move for a good month.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that the characters actually get hurt and they have to go to a doctor or to a nurse or someone to actually heal them. They don't, they can't utilize their, you know, magic breathing techniques to heal their bones. Well,
1: Until we get into the super saiyan levels, <laughs> but I,
0: Well, yeah, but that's, you know, we're not there yet. We're not there yet.
1: And what else it does really well is it shows the reach that the Demon Slayer Corps has. Like, why is it that Mm -hmm. there's this random-ass inn in the middle of nowhere that is a recovery inn for Demon Slayers? Like, what type of reach does this organization have? Because prior to this, we know nothing about the Demon Slayer Corps other than they have a selection process, and you get a crow, and you get a sword. But we don't know anything else. So it kind of, like, it's it's a uh, something that you see that it's
0: and apparently apparently some people live long enough to retire yeah
1: and it's like it's an unfathomable size and reach that this demon core apparently has and it it's just yeah. it's more set up for the future like we're going to learn more about the demon core and it's going to be crazy <laughs> like
0: what it... i i just I, I love the fact that they did just didn't hit the reset button when people get into yeah that's so many shown and do that. Someone will get injured and they'll say, Oh my God, my legs broken. And then the next episode, they'll be fine walking around.
1: Yeah. Away. And Tanjiro is still injured from his previous fight when he meets, uh, Zenitsu. And it's mm-hmm. like, it plays a role in like why he can't maximize his power. And even when they kill the, uh, the demon in the house, he's still already hurt. So that's why it's important that he focuses more on like, it, it pushes him to his outer limits where you're ready standing on one leg but you still have to complete your task, so he has to become like more focused. He can't waste his movements, especially against a demon that can literally just change your footing at the beat of a drum, and he can do it continuously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it shows more character growth, which is, again, this really good show that shows you how the main characters develop. It's really good.
0: Yeah. So I guess we have to move on to the Mount not, uh, not a yeah, We I was so... I was so I was so 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 concerned when I saw the word Natagumo because I know that means spider. Yeah,
1: Gumo means spider. So this was the I hate spiders was, like with a passion. This was the big arc of the entire anime series, right? Like the Natagumo yeah. arc was the big big bad and
0: this is when it hit this is when the anime hits its stride.
1: And it it is the best arc out of the entire 26 episodes because it is the longest running one. It's not just a couple episodes. It's It's like, I want to say five episodes. No, it's like six. six. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's almost as short as the other arcs, but it's, there's so much going on, but they don't spend too much time on the things happening, which I liked because, you know, Tanjiro is our main character. Let's not kid ourselves, but they do show like, um, they introduce all the villains, all the monsters that they're gonna have to fight. They show you all the other. There's apparently other demon slayer people there. Um, you get to see
0: that have been there for a while. Yeah,
1: and there's more story going on. Like apparently, a lot of the new up and coming demon slayer trainees, or I guess they're not trainees, the the greenhorns were sent to Mount Natagumo because there were sightings of like demons gathering. They're like, whoa, that's unusual. Demons don't usually travel in packs. So they sent yeah. this team as a cursory, like, um, search team, like a probing team, an investigation team, and like a scouting. Yeah, team. they were the scouts, and these kids who were fighting like these really weak, leveled, low level demons were like, "Oh yeah, this is no problem. Like we can take care of this." And these greenhorns fucking get fucked. <laughs> and it's good because I'm like, yeah, well, that's I mean, that's what you get for underestimating demons. And um, when we get introduced to the main baddie he's not actually the main baddie. Like it's pretty crazy how they, they set up the, the actual villain on this arc. Like we get to the, um, to the big bad spider dude and he's like super strong and Inosuke can't even fight him off. And it's just like, it's bad, man. And we think he's like the final frontier and like right when we think he's about to kill Inosuke, um, Giyu shows up and fucking bodies him in one slash like no problem and we're like whoa what the fuck and then after
0: one of the things I love so much about this arc is that there's like three or four fights going on at the same time yeah. in different places yeah, and-, and it's I, I, call, I, call, I, I kind of equate this to um, in Star Wars there's the Battle of Endor in Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. like there's like three fights going on at the same time but for the same goal Yeah, that's what's going on in this arc so in this arc we, we get a lot more um
1: discovery of like inosuke's personality we learn more about uh, zenitsu how he was trained why he's even there and this is one thing i really did appreciate which is we know that zenitsu is here but he says he's a coward he doesn't want to fight well in his flashback when he's fighting on um mount natagumo we learn like his family is one of the families that have been demon slayers for generations and he didn't want to learn this technique because he thinks fighting demons are scary He's like, fuck that noise. Like, why should I fight? Like, fuck that. And it's really cool in my mind because, like, we'll learn later on about like um, the only type of people who join the Demon Slayer Corps. And um, Hmm. they say that there's only two types that really join: people that have been directly affected, uh, e.g., Tanjiro, or people who have Hmm. been in the business for so long, e.g., Zenitsu or um, Kocho, the Kocho family. Like, they've just been Demon Slayers for so long that they just have these
0: techniques that they need to pass down. And and they they almost feel like an obligation to be part of the organization. Yeah, and it's
1: refreshing to see, like, you know what? Not everyone wants to live in this fucking crazy world. And, you know, we know Zenitsu is a big crybaby, and then we see that he's actually super strong, but we also see, like, he may be super strong because he's had the technique drilled in him, but he doesn't have the heart to do this, and he doesn't want to because it's scary. It's fucking crazy. So it kind of makes sense of, like, why... He's got this great responsibility shoved onto him by his grandpa that he didn't even want. And I think it's it's refreshing.
0: The only way he can use his technique is to be unconscious. And that's
1: because it it shows like Zenitsu's strength is that he can do hard work, but one of his weaknesses is his mental fortitude. Like he doesn't have the iron will that Tanjiro has or he doesn't have the pride and Mm -hmm. ego of someone like uh, Inosuke who just doesn't want to back down from a fight. So it's like even though he's strong... He can't utilize it, and this sets up more great areas for character growth for the future, which I really like.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just this this everything about this arc just works. Yeah. It it and it works so well. I I think it's it's also anchored very strongly to the um, the like the villain of this arc, who turns out to be Rui. Yeah. Um, who is a demon who wants nothing more than to feel accepted by a family. <laughs> so. Uh, when we meet. Read... And so he goes out and creates a fake family. Yeah, and we meet Rui and we understand
1: that he's actually the final boss. It wasn't the big spider dude that was fucking everyone's day up.
0: That was called that Dad? That was
1: called Dad, you would think, right? But it's like, first of all, great job subverting my fucking um, expectations there. Because <laughs> when I first saw yeah. it, I was like, oh, it's got to be the big buff spider dude that's wrecking everyone's shit, right? It can't... Mm-hmm. And then it's like, nope, it was that small dude named Rui. And I was like, damn, you subverted my expectations and um yeah yeah and then and then we learn that rui is actually part of the uh 12 kizuki he's the lower lower five or lower, lower yeah, six lower, lower yeah lower lower okay. five i couldn't remember but he's part of the lower 12 kizuki so we're like and then when he starts like fighting it looks like tanjiro has a chance and then rui gets serious and he's like <laughs> tenfold stronger than we, what we would imagine i was like, Fuck like this guy is a 12 kizuki and he's hella buff like there's no hope and at this point you're like well you know Tanjiro's is the main hero and he has to fight back and all this stuff but then rui is just like too strong he's just way too strong and once he's like i'm done playing around after um episode 19 fuck dude
0: and then episode 19 happens, um, literally. Yeah, we, we, got, we got to talk about episode 19. The, oh. uh, and, and tell me if you disagree with this. Like, one of the single greatest episodes of anime ever. I, I was beside myself when I first saw this episode.
1: <laughs> um, the last 10 minutes, last 10-7, yeah, about the last 7 minutes of the episode. Oh, my God. Like, <sighs> fucking Ufotable. Pat yourselves on the back, man. That was amazing. I, the yeah. music, the scoring, the animation, everything about it flowed so well. And, uh, it's just, uh, I've rewatched that scene like 10 times and it's just, it, I just love it. Like if I showed someone, I was like, Hey, you should watch Demon Slayer. I'm like, yeah, what's it about? I'm like, just show them episode 19. Just show them
0: the seven minute clip. Show them that scene from episode and 19. just be like,
1: this, this is what Demon Slayer is
0: about. It's like, yo, what the fuck? Whoa. Whoa. What the fuck, dude? It's good. Oh. I just I don't even know how to even begin analyzing episode nineteen. Like you, you, number one, we learn more about Tanjiro's family during this episode yep. because of a flashback. Um, that that was nice. Um, I'm I've, you know you'd almost kind of forgotten about them at this point. Um, Not really because you get to see his you get to see his father, which has. Uh, can we, can we? I have to ask the question: is what's on Tanjiro's head supposed to be a birthmark or a scar? It's, it's a scar. Because his father
1: has the same thing. So, one thing that we learn from Muzan when he's talking to his demons or whatever, he tells them, you need to kill the kid with the Hanafuda earrings. And we know mm-hmm. from the cutscenes in uh, episode 19 that Tanjiro got these earrings from his dad, and that his dad has said he needs to pass these on to Tanjiro. For a reason. And for some reason, his dad has always had a frail body. But when he does the um, the Hinokami da- Hino dance, he's like doing this really cool fluid dance, which is done really well, in my opinion. Like it, the choreography in it. Oh, it was animated really well. The choreography was yeah, perfect. Yeah, it looked really good. And um, it's like it's kind of weird that for someone who has a weak body who can't really do much. Would know how to do this really cool dance, and it looks really strenuous. And he's very, um, very—it's very rigorous. That's the word I'm looking for. It's—it's hmm. it's a very rigorous routine that his dad will do when it's fucking snowing outside. And it seems like it pays homage to something. And then you know, Tanjiro switches from water technique to fire technique, and you're like, what? Mm. <laughs> what? And you're like, what the fuck, dude? And then it kind of makes more sense. It's like, oh shit, maybe Tanjiro's dad was a fucking demon slayer. Maybe that's why they do the fire technique. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? And then this is also the episode where um, Nezuko unlocks her demon arts. So every demon of
0: exploding blood, every
1: demon has an art. No matter how like weak they are, as soon as they become a demon, they get – it's basically like Jojo Sans where they just get a random <laughs> – It is. It's... There it is again, the Jojo's illusions. <laughs> it, it, every demon has some special, air quotes, special power. And some of them are cool. Some of them aren't. Like, um, you know, we had the hand dude who had just a billion hands. Um, we had the dude who could dive into water. We had the Tamari girl who could throw Tamari balls hella hard and she had extra hands had yeah, the stand arrows stand arrow uh and then you know we're fighting um ryu who has the spider ability he has these threads his blood art is that his demon blood art is that he can manipulate thread and make them harder than steel and cut through stuff like mm-hmm. tanjiro can't cut through it until he unlocks the flame wheel he does the fire breathing technique and fucking slashes through Rui's shit and to help him do that, Nezuko awakens her blood demon art, which is exploding blood, you know, I'm like "Mm, explosions and fire, like is this something linked to their family like, oh, this is a little cool like, why would Muzan (laughs) be like, we need to kill the Hanafuda kid unless there was something there because remember, Muzan was like, I was the only person who posed the threat to him was the guy with the Hanafuda earrings and it kind of looked like Tanjiro's dad
0: so it's like oh Mm -hmm. What are we getting into? Like oh shit. It's get Yeah, this 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 epi- this episode, it, it opens up a lot of story possibilities going forward, which is also another reason why it's so good.
1: Yeah, and I just I can't wait. I can't wait.
0: And uh you one of the things you mentioned before was uh subverting expectations. So the way this episode ends, you would think it 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 concludes the story arc, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Rui isn't dead not nope. yet so um oh my god um so one of the most like uh tragic uh flashbacks we see throughout the whole thing happens in the in the next episode where we see kind of why Rui is the way he is and it's just it, oh my god it's so sad because he just he wants to be accepted <laughs>
1: yeah and so it sets us up where like we see Rui he's like t- apparently tormenting the other demons that have flocked under his care and we, in his flashback we learn that before he became a demon he was just a weak bodied child and again Muzan somehow able to sniff this out appears before him Is like do you want to have a healthy body and then you know Rui does it and then he attacks a servant and his parents are like holy shit like, you're a demon, you've killed someone. So then the parents are like, all right, we've got to kill Rui. And that's what Rui remembers. He's like, my parents were not even a family. Like, they wanted to kill me. But it isn't until, a Gyu shows up and then fucking bodies Rui with the eleventh form of water breathing, the fucking endless ocean. Oh, my God, that was so cool, too. Like, oh,
0: shit. These... these... It's, a, it's also worth mentioning at this point, like, uh, Tantro has broken like 13 bones in his body yeah,
1: is basically like on his last fucking ribs he's dead he's yeah. almost dead he's got
0: like one rib that isn't broken yeah, we have like inosuke
1: fucking crushed throat <laughs> tied, to a, tied tree. Up to a tree by Giyu and with a crushed throat then you have uh zenitsu we have
0: uh zenitsu has been bitten by a spider and is slowly yeah, dying but
1: then he like remembers his lightning breathing techniques to slow down the process but he also kills the uh spider dude anyway to help slow down the poison and so basically all the recruits are fucked already and now we get introduced mm-hmm. to the hashira and uh Giyu and mm-hmm. Shinobu show up and it's just like they're hella buff they just cannot be stopped <laughs> and um like ryu 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 fuck rui, rui thank you <laughs> rui is like oh what your fucking water techniques fucking tanjiro is using them and they're fucking bullshit they don't work and then Gyu is just like uh-huh yeah whatever And it's like ocean or whatever it was. And it's just like all the things that Rui sent to shoot Gyu, Everything just gets stopped. It's like a ripple in the ocean. Just like a single drop. And it's all peaceful. And out of nowhere, bam, Rui Rui gets his fucking head chopped off. (laughs) It was just like super fast. He's just like, what? And then that's when when Rui, Rui gets his head separated. He has another flashback to when... His parents were talking, and it turns out his parents wanted to kill him. Sure, but it's because they wanted to atone for their sin of letting Rui kill someone and letting him become a demon. And it shows a little mm-hmm. bit more again about like when you become a demon, something inside you changes. You hold on to your deepest. Re-
0: You're not the same yeah, person. You hold on
1: to your regret, and you turn that regret into hatred, and you curse things around you. Like we've seen it time and time and again, where we have other demons where um, Tandro has slain. Where we see glimpses of their past, where people are just like, uh, like when Tanjiro, he kills the mother, quote unquote mother, of the um, spider family, and when she dies, she's happy she's died because when she gets her head chopped off, she realizes like everything's finally calm, you know, and it turns out she just didn't want to die in a situation, and that's why she got turned into a demon. She just didn't want to die, but now she regrets like mm-hmm. because she didn't want to die, she became a monster and she had to kill other people. To keep on living. And she regretted that. Now she doesn't have to live with yeah. the fear. And I guess this was, it was more of like learning about living with the fear with Rui and his family. That's why she was relieved. But it's like we can see like when they're demons, they don't, they seem like they don't have emotions except hatred and rage. But when they die, yeah. they lose that, you know, the curse loosens on them and they can finally feel emotions again. Which is again, this is a cool little tidbit that we get to learn a
0: little bit more about the demons. Yeah. I, it's just oh god, this entire arc is oh yes. god. I love the Mountain yeah. Natagumo arc so good so much. Oh, it's, it after after this concluded it just it it cemented itself for me as one of the greatest shonen story arcs ever.
1: Yeah. Like I, I honestly when I first saw Demon Slayer's anime, I was just like, Oh, it got an anime, that's cool. I think it has the elements to make it in the anime industry, like it's got the good shonen aspects. I did not expect Mm -hmm. it to be this good, honestly. Like, Mm. reading it is fun. I like reading it. But, man, I enjoy watching the anime, too.
0: Yeah. So, I I guess we're getting close to the end here. Um, One of the things that is sort of unique, at least about this particular anime adaptation, is that it ends on what is essentially a breather arc. Yeah. and Especially compared to what comes before it. So...
1: The next arc, quote unquote arc, is the rehabilitation arc, and this is basically where they show you the training that Tanjiro does while rehabilitating. So they don't skip the training montage this time;
0: they actually yeah. show it well, to and you. And they also, and you also get to meet the entirety of the Hashira, which they're awesome. Yeah, and it introduces more. Like we learn more about the Demon Core, like
1: the Master. We learn about the um the people who clean up after the demon slayers it opens up a lot of questions like who is the master why does everyone respect him so much why does the master mm-hmm. even have a cleanup crew and you learn like um <laughs> you learn about the existence of the hashira The i want to say there was 8 7 or 8 hashira uh
0: let's see there's there's uh shinobu kyojuro uh tengen mitsuri uh muichiro gyomei and Obanai. And uh, Sanami. So that's nine. nine.
1: Okay, yeah, there's a lot of them. And these um, Hashira, as we've seen, like, even with just Giyu, he bodies a lower five super fast. Like, literally one technique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, So we know that these uh, Hashira are fucking powerful. And the people around them are afraid of them because, like, oh, my God, these Hashira are crazy strong and super crazy. <laughs> and they all have, like, explosive <laughs> personalities <laughs> One guy has an explosive personality.
0: One of them has a definitely explosive personality. um, (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's really cool. Like they have different, just like how we've already seen the water breathing with Gyu and Tanjiro and Urukodaki. And then we have, we've seen the the lightning and I want to say that, I don't know what Inosuke is. His is just blue. So I want to say it's supposed to be like earth, but I don't know. Air? I don't know. I don't know. But each, like, we, we see the character designs, and each of them are colored just like their abilities. Or they have aspects of their things. Like, one of them is a snake, has a snake technique, and he has a snake. <laughs> and he looks super shady, yes. like a snake.
0: And they, they all look like the thing that they yeah. embody. That's so and good. That's so, that's, like From a design and, like, uh, character design standpoint, that's so amazing. Yeah, because we can
1: pick them out very easily.
0: And, like...
1: It's even funnier because it it takes it another level. Like, the guy who has the power of air, he's an (laughs) airhead. But we also learn, like, he may be an airhead and not pay attention. But when it comes to the master, he's completely focused. And that's how every Hashira reacts to the master, which is super cool.
0: I just, I fucking love Kyouturo so much. It's like, yes, the flame (laughs) filler. (laughs) And he has this insane eyebrows. Yeah, (laughs) and
1: he's, like, super sparkly like the flames.
0: <laughs> oh my god. And all and, and Mitsuri the love pillar, she's like oh to everything. <laughs> yeah. And brilliantly, brilliantly voiced by Kana Hanazawa. Yeah. So that was
1: really cool and I like the rehab arc. I like most of it. I don't like all of it because one problem I had with it is that they sh- they introduce a fucking love interest. And I was like, "No." Mm.
0: I'm assuming you are referring to, um, Kinda, yeah, Canal. So listen, you may not like her as a love interest, but, uh, let me get that, uh, lewd fan art. Coming, no, uh, boys no. and girls. So I, I just don't
1: like the fact that we don't know who she is. And we get a little backstory about her. Like she was, uh, an orphan or she was sold off by her parents who were abusive drunks and their family was poor. And her brothers and sisters were dying because they didn't have anything to eat. So then she gets sold off and then she like breaks inside. So she can't decide anything for herself. So we get the little boohoo backstory. But why does she start to like Tanjiro? Like, why did they have to say, um, the Kocho One san why does she have to say, one day, Kanao, you'll meet someone you'll love. And then you'll start feeling again. Like, why Why did... That's not setting yeah, anything see, up, if isn't? it was just one day, you'll meet some someone who will change your mind or, you know, something not... As like, you'll meet a boy you'll like, and it'll change your mind. Like, why couldn't it have been, you'll, you'll find special bonds in the future with people, and it could have been like something else. Like, why did you have to shoehorn that love interest in here? Like, I don't like that. I don't like shoehorning love interest because mm. unless you're willing to commit to it, unless it plays a big part,
0: don't do it. Just, I believe we talked about this during our pet peeves. Exactly, episode. this is
1: one of my pet peeves. And I'm just like, oh, so you're saying you trained with Tanjiro for like a month or two, or however, however long it took. I want to say it took like a month or two.
0: I think, I think, I think two months passes yeah. from the time that they meet the Hashira to the time that they get their, their next yeah. assignment. So
1: I, I just don't. So you met a boy who has a heart of gold and an iron willed determination who now sets your heart aflutter because he's so free, like the wind. And I'm just like, Ugh. Ugh.
0: I will, I will say, I will say that if, if, the, if she was just introduced and then over time became a love interest, I'd say, okay. But the fact that they're introducing her as a potential love interest, like right out of the gate, I'm like, eh, yeah. eh not really. Exactly. I don't I, I don't mind the fact that she could be a love interest. I mean, that doesn't bother me. I think, you know, it, it, it could work. I mean, but do it slowly. Do it, Because it's so unrealistic to introduce someone and then say, oh, I like you. Yeah, like, what the fuck, dude?
1: And it was even super tropey how she starts to fall for him because she's shocked that this kid has such an iron determination to get better. And he starts, like, exceeding her expectations and learns the total concentration. Was it
0: current or continuous? Uh, Constant. Constant. There we go. And I'm just like, ugh. I love the way it's done because the little lolly like nursemaid just beat the shit out of him <laughs> yeah. when he falls asleep. The three little girls who are just like they don't even have full eyes,
1: so they have the little beady eyes, so that means they're kids. And yeah. how they're how sweet they are. I'm just like, all oh, these little cute girls are helping heal these people at Kocho Mansion. And how Tanjiro's yeah. like, Yeah, I want you girls to beat me with this stick if I fail to keep it up while I'm sleeping
0: And and none of them question this. They're like, Okay, we'll beat the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of you.
1: <laughs> they're rooting for him which is great you know he has this little peanut gallery rooting for him and it's just super cute and overall i think i did not hate this arc like that much i didn't hate it at all really you
0: you, you, you dislike the specific part yeah. of it but you didn't
1: dislike yeah, it I, I disliked a certain aspect yeah. of it but i honestly thought it was well done because again we get to see the training that he goes through we get to see like mm-hmm. everything that happens they don't just yada yada it Oh, okay. So two months—two months has passed, and now they're also stronger. By the way, like what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I—I I, was—I was very grateful to see the training, and you actually feel like by the time it's over with that, not just Tanjiro, but Zenitsu and Inosuke have actually gotten a little bit stronger. Yeah.
1: So a lot of people might go into it thinking, "Oh, this is the silly arc," like just like the the one episode where they recover in the um in the beginning, but it's 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 set up. Right, and the fact
0: that, or or when they when they go into the the hospital room or like the I don't know whatever we want to call it where they're all in the bed together and you see Inisuke just like pouting in his bed he's like I can't talk (laughs) yeah so (laughs) I lost
1: my voice it's it's just refreshing to see a shonen of all shows to go to this length to show us like yeah it's actually just hard work like we're not gonna yada yada over Mm -hmm. the important stuff and I was like this is good. This makes a great story. I yeah. can. I feel like I've learned a lot about Tanjiro, about Zenitsu, about uh, Inosuke, about the Kocho family.
0: Especially, I'll say that. Especially if Ufotable is in this for the yeah. long run, like if they want to make this like a new long-running shonen a la a- 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 My Hero Academia, then by all means, do this level of storytelling. Yeah, and
1: hopefully it doesn't dip down in quality. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's listen. You can't expect the world here. Um, I will say one last thing about this particular arc. Um, so this arc goes on for a little while. I believe it lasts for one, two, three, four, five, six, almost the exact same amount of episodes that the uh, the previous arc yeah. did. Um, and it's just a rehabilitation arc. Uh, And there's not a whole lot of action-oriented stuff that goes on. There's a lot of info dumping that goes on in these episodes. There's a lot of character backstories that we're seeing. So I'm curious because this is how this is essentially how the story ends, um, or at least the season ends. Um, Does such? Do you think that this extended amount of non-action-oriented episodes signals that the next arc is going to be like hella intense?
1: I think that it's going to keep the same intensity as the Mount Natagumo arc. Um, the infinity train arc is next as we've seen, and it's going to be mm-hmm. a movie.
0: Yes. Yeah, not, a not a new season. It's going to be movie. a new movie, which I'm concerned about
1: because you know, six episodes is a decent amount of episodes to do an arc. unlike other fucking mm-hmm. shows that do three episodes in arc, which feels super rushed and yada, yada. I thought the five, six episodes per arc was done really well, but I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Infinity train arc is, there's a lot that happens.
0: How do we know it's just going to be one one movie though? Oh, I didn't think about that. It it could be multiple movies. They 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 have they've only announced a single movie now and they haven't necessarily said whether it's going to cover the entire arc. Yeah. And or if there's just going to be one movie.
1: Hopefully it's it, hopefully it doesn't drop in quality. Um I don't know anything else about the movie. I don't, I don't know if Fordable is going to be doing it. Oh yes, my they god.
0: Are. Oh shit. I need to um in fact the the only the only thing that i've seen so far that hasn't been confirmed to be coming back and sadly is uh yuki kadra uh doing the soundtrack or that the score that
1: is a disappointment
0: yes uh, i will say um the person who was co-writing music with her uh goshina will be i guess helming the uh score production okay so
1: we're going to move on to the um technical aspects aka we're just going to talk about how good everything
0: else was in the show (laughs) yes Um, i mean we've we've kind of talked up the animation uh quality a lot so i don't feel like we need to talk about that a whole um, lot.
1: animation top tier just not the cgi they they use the cgi very loosely here and there um i don't personally like the cgi
0: doesn't look great but it's not all the time which is great they used it mostly for tracking shots um which i thought it, it, i think that's an acceptable use of cgi
1: and then um cinematography choreography of the fight scenes dude
0: again yeah we yeah, talked about that a lot of them are just they ang- it's,
1: it's fucking foldable man they know how to make action <laughs> let's not lie to ourselves yeah um they know how to do animation for sure and even the non-combat choreograph like when they do the um he you know yeah the, the, the flame dance it's super cool And uh, lastly, the fucking soundtrack is awesome, man. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Episode 19, especially when they do the fucking scoring for that in the last seven minutes. It's great. Um, Mm -hmm. And how it just leads right into the ED. I personally thought it was weird that they used Lisa for the OP and the ED. I like the opening I'm not going to complain. It, it worked out really good. I, I like the OP quite a lot. It's really good.
0: Su-yoku, mm. Su-yoku, <laughs>
1: the ED was, eh, It's, eh, in my opinion, it's all right. Mm. But yeah, the, the show itself had great sound design. Um, there wasn't that much mm. sound design in it, honestly, like special effect wise. It just had a lot of good OSTs. Mm.
0: Yeah, I will say one of the things that I did like sound design wise was anytime that uh, Tanjiro was using the the water breathing technique, you could actually hear water sloshing around. I oh, that was yeah, really yeah. cool. Uh, at addition, yeah, the same thing with the fire when he was doing the fire technique in episode nineteen, you could hear like fire crackling throughout it. It was, it was really yeah. cool.
1: It's just that when it comes to sound design, just because you add special effects like that doesn't make it that special. Like when they do ground crackling, when they do like slicing and all that stuff, I like to hear the sound effects for that. Um, mm. it's just that they didn't really focus on that in uh demon slayer. So that's why I can't say that the sound design was amazing. I, I just have to say the soundtrack, the OST was amazing, mm. but
0: yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess I, uh, I guess the last thing I want to ask to close this out, um, so, Demon Slayer is is listed as yeah. a shonen. Um, a lot of people will tell you it's a shonen. Um, to me, it doesn't feel like your typical shonen at all. Um, it certainly has those aspects of shonen, but to me, I think it's closer to a seinen. And I feel free to debate me on this. I would say if I had to put a label on it, it's something that constantly walks the line between shonen and seinen.
1: I mean, I'd have to agree. I don't. I think it's. I definitely think it is a shonen, but it does have seinen elements um mm. just because it's and that's why i like well, it so much like, just because it shows blood doesn't necessarily mean it's a senate right naruto had blood in it
0: no but the, the 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 demon designs are pretty grotesque yeah but
1: they're not overly grotesque you know they don't show like well i guess they do show some people getting squished and shit like that and it's kind of gross uh especially the spider thing was kind of gross
0: that was oh that was unsettling but it, it's not
1: in a gro- it's not in a super grotesque way like a, a fucking ito jinji would do you know what
0: i'm saying yeah oh yeah yeah Ito, it's like no not <laughs> not not, not that truly unsettling.
1: horrific so that's why I feel like it's more of a shonen especially since all of the elements are shonen you know we've got the MC who has a clear goal and he's iron willed and heart of gold, yeah, gold iron willed stuff like that so that's why I'm like friendship yeah, Friendship is magic. <laughs> uh, magic and we talked about the sequel movie that was announced at the conclusion of the final um yeah. Were we expecting announcements so soon? I definitely, I honestly thought it was just going to be like, stay tuned for a season two or something like that, like to to be announced. Yeah,
0: I was expecting, I was I I was expecting a an announcement of something. I was hoping it was going to be another season. The movie, the the idea that it was a movie just yeah, that
1: me. that definitely caught me off guard. Um, I don't know of a lot of shows that do sequels, like or the next arc is going to be a movie.
0: I know I can I can tell you one that's doing it right now that's very recent is the remake of Legend of the Galactic Heroes. It did a twelve episode um, first season, and then they did three two hour long movies. That's just yeah. I I just don't
1: I don't see how that
0: would. Well, um... I will say it they since they're doing three two hour long movies, it's the exact same like runtime that a uh, twelve episode season would yeah. be, and
1: that's that's fine. Um, I just don't see why they would choose to do that? Like you're splitting your sales now. (laughs) Um
0: Yeah. I don't know. Me and Show have talked about that. He he and I are just absolutely in love with Legend of Gladic Heroes. It's one of our favorite things ever. Um and we really like that this um this remake or this yeah, this remake that they're doing. Um we think that I think it's production IG, I think. Um they're doing a really good job with it. Um but yeah, it is a really weird release schedule we even he and I are kind of questioning it like wouldn't it have just been better to do maybe a twelve a, like one twelve episode season yeah. a year
1: like i don't I don't understand why, but i'm the only thing that really makes me upset is that I won't be able to watch the movie for a while <laughs> like
0: yeah uh mean and unless. I don't know. They could do something like they're doing with human lost where it's essentially releasing pretty close to, you know, when it's actually it released in North America first and then it released in Japan, which was really weird, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I, that's my, that's one of my biggest fears too, is that it's going to come out in Japan and then we're going to have to wait four, five, six, seven months to actually see it here. And yeah, uh, so we're just going to, or anywhere else. Aside we're just going to
1: buy some tickets to Japan, go watch the movie and come back. <laughs>
0: Gonna spend like a thousand dollars just to go see an anime hey man, movie. I've spent a lot more to do a lot less. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, that's Demon Slayer, man. I, I, I had so, I had so few expectations going in, and it blew every expectation I did have so thoroughly out of the water. I mean, this definitely is worthy of being nominated for anime of the year and it is going to be nominated for anime of the year at rd awards ceremony and
1: i definitely i I, would, I had creeping suspicions that it might be bad because again the manga itself isn't bad but i just didn't see how mm-hmm. it could be any better and especially with like the stills for the action scenes because you never quite know how action scenes are going to play out you know if they're going to be fully yeah. animated or if they're just going to show like here's this big attack and we're going to cut to this and then cut back and then cut to this cut back. Yeah. But no, they didn't skimp out on the animation for that at all. They literally went frame by frame. Yeah. and was like, well, this is how this would look. Like instead of skipping from here's the windup panel of the water wheel, then here's the slash with this beautiful wave. They're like, we're going to show all of it.
0: And of course it's also hard to gauge uh, from key art. What, animation for action sequences is going to look like so and that's all i had to as someone who didn't read the manga beforehand that's all i had to go on yeah so uh
1: if you guys have been listening to this and you haven't seen demon slayer go watch it first of all bless Bless, you bless your hearts for listening to us (laughs) listening to me drone on for 50 minutes about how good demon slayer is um
0: 50 we're at the hour and a half i'm saying
1: I, i probably spoke like 50 minutes worth of demon slayer is good
0: (laughs) yeah it it is it's really good um i i'm I'm stoked for anything more from this uh whether it's a movie whether it's additional uh, seasons down the road um i'm I'm just hoping they can keep as many people that worked on this together for whatever comes next because clearly they it works good together for sure So thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us rant on about Demon Slayer for an hour (laughs) and a half. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things are down below in the description as always i have been your host alex and i will see you next time second night nezuko (laughs) What? i don't know i wanted to call you nezuko you can just go "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." no but she actually does speak
1: in like the last couple episodes
0: which is crazy
1: because can you imagine this voice actress being paid to just show up and go "Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm." what are you talking about it's the easiest money she's ever made Uh, good night everybody